Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Averill. Today's topic was inspired by an email I received this week, and it's a topic I've been wanting to cover for a while, so I thought this would be the best time to tackle it. We're talking about... Ghosting. It's a thing... It's out there, and if you've been on the dating scene for any period of time, you've probably been ghosted. Or maybe you've ghosted someone yourself. So just to kick it off, let's start with the email I received from Lauren. Dear Dr. Karen, so I've been involved with Chris for almost a year. We're definitely not dating exclusively, but we do spend a lot of time together And recently we got into it just about stupid day-to-day aggravations and things. And I don't know, maybe he'd had enough, so he just ghosted. I mean, he was just gone. And I was like, WTF? But then again, deep down, I knew I was probably better off without him anyway. But then Chris texts me out of the blue after like a month when I wasn't even thinking about him anymore. And his text says, how are you? I mean, really? How am I supposed to respond to that? And I was thinking, I'm just going to ghost him right back. So I just figure he's being nosy and wants to know if I'm seeing someone else, or maybe he just wants to hook up and nothing more. What do you think? Signed, Lauren. So Lauren, yes, 100%, I agree with you. These types of situations, I mean, you're, you're calling it for what it is. He's out. He's back in, probably because he's lonely and he kind of wants to keep tabs on you just because he wants to make sure that you're not in some exclusive relationship so he can't swoop on in every once in a while just for some fun. And so you're reading this right. I mean, you've got a handle on this for sure. But let's dig a little deeper. Ghosting can really mess with our heads. And I'll share two examples from my many years on the dating scene. Let's start with... A guy I met when I was doing some online dating, and we went out and had one of those really fantastic first dates. He was really cute and super smart, and the the conversation was just bada-bing, 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 and we really connected on all cylinders. It just seemed like we had a lot in common. He was really fascinating because he was, uh, his parents had moved here from South America, and his big vision was to to start a boutique grocery store just carrying South American spices and meats and so forth. And I mean, I just, it was fascinating. He's just got that kind of worldly air about him. And so we had a great date and the physical chemistry was definitely there. And so then we went, I think on maybe, I don't know, maybe two, three more dates, maybe not even, maybe just three dates total. And then nothing three great dates and I think it's going somewhere and then nothing. So I'm like, all right, okay, three dates, 
whatever. I mean, I can't make a big deal about this because it's not like we had some committed relationship or anything, but it was still hurtful. Of course it was because I'd started getting in my head like, oh, this could be something. This could go somewhere. And of course, the other part of me is thinking, okay, he's online dating and maybe he had a lot of fun with me and he thinks I'm really nice and fun and cute but maybe there's someone out there who's nicer and more fun and cuter and in my head I'm thinking okay he's just on to the next because there's plenty of fish in this sea and so then like no kidding about a month later all of a sudden he calls me again and I'm thinking okay that's interesting but I chose at that point to just not make a deal of it because again we don't we'd only gone on three or four dates and then he was out MIA and then he's back in and I thought all right whatever so we went on a couple more dates and then he was done again <laughs> again just completely just ghosted but it just it wasn't something that I wanted to make a big issue about and I just want to remind us all we do have the option not to make a thing of everything Now, I know when we get ghosted, it bruises our ego and it it takes a little hit to our pride, especially with the online dating or Tinder, because we just think, oh, I was fine tonight, but he thinks he can do better. He thinks he can find someone who's just just one notch better than me. Yeah. So we compare ourselves to this hypothetical person out there who suddenly stole our man. And so it's hard. I get it. It's very hard. But I would encourage all of us just to think about not making such a big deal about it and not giving this person who we've been on maybe three, four, or 10 dates, don't give them all that power over you to get you so upset because you're just basically handing them power saying, okay, you hurt me and I'm mad about it. Do you see you've given them power over your emotions? This is Alexis Hyde and I'm the director of the Museum of Broken Relationships in Los Angeles, California. And I love listening to Love and Life with Dr. Karen. And I know you will too. Another time I was ghosted, it was even more involved. I went on, again, it was like three or four dates with a guy who, again, I found super attractive and he found me attractive. I mean, you could tell there was just chemistry there. We really enjoyed each other and three or four dates and then nothing. And this time I was just so flabbergasted. I just thought, really? I mean, come on, like you're into me. I know you're into me. This is very weird. But again, I also had in the back of my mind, well, he's probably dating other people and maybe something with someone else has started to get more serious. But, you know, I liked this guy a lot. And I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and just call him and just lay it out there. So I called him up and I ended up leaving a message because I got his voicemail. But I said, hey, you know, I've really enjoyed our time together. It's been a lot of fun. I think we have a lot in common and have a good connection. And, you know, you haven't called me in a while, so I get it. You're probably busy with some stuff. You're caught up or whatever. We're adults. We're busy. And timing is everything. So if this just isn't a good time for you, cool. But if things change in your life and the timing is better and you ever are interested in reaching out and calling me again, please, feel free to do so. That would be great. And I remember as I made this phone call as I was walking across campus, I was teaching at a university in the south side of Chicago. 
And I got out of class and I had a message and it was from him. He left this message saying, oh my gosh, Karen, I'm so glad to hear from you. Thank you so much for your message. I have to tell you my best friend's mother passed away. And so I had to fly to California and he's he's an only child. So I'm like a brother to him. And so I had to help him with all the funeral arrangements. And I was super consumed and I wanted to call you, but I was just, there was just so much going on. And then I felt bad after I'd done that because I'd blown you off essentially. So I, I was so glad to hear from you. Definitely when I get back from California, I will get back in touch with you. And so I thought, huh, okay. Now, at the same time, I also thought, I mean, really, dude, you could have just texted me, hey, I got to be MIA for a couple weeks because my best friend's mom died, so I will get back in touch with you ASAP. So do I think I have the total, full, complete story? No, I don't. No. But it still felt good for me to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling And it felt good for me to hear back from him that he hadn't completely forgotten that I existed and that there were some extenuating circumstances. Again, I don't think I had the full story. I'm sure there was some other girl he was in touch with at the same time, but whatever. And then he didn't call until the fall. And that's where it got interesting because he called back up and I thought, okay, let's start dating again. But I'd also started dating Dan at that time. So this was before Dan and I were exclusive, obviously. So I was dating two guys at once. And we all know who won that battle. Again, I share this to say to my ladies out there, because I do I do see a lot of stuff on social media about the ghosting thing. And when I talk to women, there's just a lot of energy and anger about the ghosting. And I keep thinking there are options as to how we handle it. We don't have to get caught up in all this rage and this fury. We can, one, not make it a thing, move on, or two, be direct and just speak our mind. Make that final text or final call and just say, I really enjoyed our time together and it would be great to hear from you. And that can be it. You don't have to get into some And then you just took off and you did not even have the courage to approach me. Because let's just remember that do we really want him to have the courage to sit us down, look us in the eye and say, I enjoyed our five dates. I enjoyed our time together. But then I met someone who just blows you out of the water. Really? (laughs) Sometimes it's better to just read between the lines. Maybe it was the kinder act to just ghost than to have this full-blown confrontation where he has to explain to me why he's just not that into me. Maybe it was better for me just to go, all right, he's gone. Okay, I know about human nature and people who want to be in your life, they're in your life. And people who don't, then they kind of sashay out. I don't really need to know why I wasn't the girl of his dreams. Maybe it's just better to let him ghost and move on to someone who would never let me go. 
Hey there, this is Alex Merritt. I'm the love engineer and creator of the War on Love card game that helps men and women connect. I am super excited and thrilled at all of the great work that Dr. Karen is doing. The Love and Life podcast is fantastic and I encourage everyone to check it out. If you're looking for strategies to take your love life or your life in general to the next level, you cannot afford to miss this. One final thought about ghosting that I think is important to bring up. Sometimes I think the energy about ghosting does involve our expectations. And there are times when perhaps we've started to imagine a future with someone. And that's normal. That's part of the early stages of a relationship that can be so fun. But until we've had a conversation in which we've expressed a desire to be exclusive, then we can't expect too much. And that drives us crazy because we're thinking, but I was so good to him and I was, we had so much fun and we were so great together and I was, I baked him cookies and, and that's another thing that we often have to be careful about is giving too much of ourselves too soon emotionally or playing the girlfriend role before we've actually been given that role. And we've established as a couple that we are each other's GF and BF. If we are acting like that before there's been that conversation, then that's on us. We can't get mad at someone for acting not like our boyfriend when he's not our boyfriend. He's just living his life. (laughs) And until he said, hey, you and I are a thing and we're exclusive, then he doesn't owe us anything. So I think sometimes the energy and the angst behind the ghosting is because we've given too much of ourselves emotionally, maybe physically, and we know of the research about physical connection. We want to say, oh yeah, whatever, I can have sex like a man. Yeah, no, very few women can. The research shows there's a physiological bonding that happens because when we have sex, the skin-on-skin contact releases oxytocin. In women, it releases more oxytocin than in men. So we do find a physical connection to be meaningful in ways that men don't always find it to be. Dopamine, I mean, the neurotransmitters are at work, and and I want to devote an entire podcast episode to this because it's such important stuff. But just for today's topic, let's remember that just because you had sex with someone doesn't obligate him to be exclusive to you unless you've had a very candid, very adult conversation that you and he are a thing. You're an item and it's just the two of you. So I think sometimes the ghosting has to do with the fact that we've given ourselves emotionally, physically, in a way that was probably more than what we should have been giving at that stage of the relationship and we're angry. So the ghosting angst is more about anger at ourselves for letting ourselves go there than it really is about him for taking off. Hi, this is Bruni Getchell, life coach and clinical hypnotherapist from Boston, Massachusetts. And I listen to Dr. Karen's podcast, Love and Life. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen. D-R-K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. 
On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and & Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There, you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. So I took a break to have dinner, and Dan, of course, was at dinner, and my niece Amy was with us today, and I started talking about, hey, I'm doing this podcast on ghosting, and here's what I just said. They had some thoughts that I thought were valuable, so I wanted them to weigh in for a few minutes about their perspective on ghosting. So who wants to start? Dan, you got a couple thoughts about these uh these gentlemen who just ghost on these ladies or ladies who ghost on gentlemen? Cowardly is what I would have to say. I think that somebody has not been raised right. <laughs> that I don't care if you have been dating somebody for you know three months or a year. You, know, you, you have to have that conversation. You have to man up and have that conversation. I'll give you an example. Now, so when you, when you and I were dating... There was a, a young lady that, that I was also dating at the same time, and you were dating other men at the same time, right? She started to ask me to do different events and was asking me to come and meet her kids, and you and I were just starting to get more serious, and I had a much better connection with you, certainly. Did I just stop returning her text and, and just kind of be a fool? No. <laughs> no, no, I, I made a phone call to her and then I also sent a text to her and, and just said, you know, hey, listen, it, you know, it's just bad timing. It was, you know, very nice meeting you. You're very kind. I'm sure it'd be great to get to know you further, but I have a great connection with, with someone now and, and we're going to be exclusive. And, and so that's where it is. I mean, how hard is that? Well, Everybody can understand that. Yeah, but did you lie? It's not bad timing. You liked me better. <laughs> I mean, well, well, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, that's, like, that's bad, fair. Bad, no bad timing for her. <laughs> Too bad for you. <laughs> but I can say, having been on the receiving end of messages like that, or really, I'm just thinking of one circumstance in particular, um, it was refreshing to hear that and to hear that I was still valuable and that he enjoyed our time together and that there was just somebody else that he happened to start a thing with. And so I might be, if I hadn't received that message, I probably would have been like what's happening and just over analyzing everything as we women often do in our relationships. So to have that closure was really helpful, although a little bit painful, but it did help me um, work through it probably faster than I would have otherwise. Yeah, it is kind if it can be given in a very kind manner and can be received in that way. What's going on with these guys who, who ghost, or I shouldn't say guys, Women probably ghost as well. Boys is what I would say. (laughs) Right? So with these little toddlers out there in the dating scene. (laughs) But again, I I just, I know that men have been ghosted too. But what's going on? So are they incapable? Do they not believe that they can communicate? Like Amy was saying, she received, it was uncomfortable, it was Mm -hmm. awkward, it was hurtful, but it was at least clarifying and gave her something to understand what happened and then not stew and ruminate and obsess. And so do people who ghost, are they just incapable of having that conversation? They're not mature enough, you're suggesting, Dan. I am, yeah. I I, I don't understand it at all. I, I just, I would think that I would feel so much guilt if I knew that somebody was out there thinking I was into them and then I just disappeared. I just think that's it. But it's just a terrible 
way to act. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's um, not something that I would approve of. And if my either one of my sons ever did that, we'd have a very long conversation. Or I should say, if my daughter as well <laughs> did that, we did the same thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Amy, to share the story you you shared at, at dinner. You were talking about a friend of yours. It's pretty dramatic because of the length of time of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to play the card of doesn't matter how long the relationship has lasted when the ghosting has taken place. Um, so I have a friend that is out of a relationship. She was ghosted um, after probably about five or maybe even six months, and it was pretty serious exclusive he came to a wedding with her then all of a sudden nothing like no signals beforehand just really nothing to indicate that something was going to happen like that and so that was painful but she was able to see that it was for the best eventually but um, also very painful in the process so it's kind of a question of what is the better way to go about it so I just want to play that card when it is a little more serious is the ghosting more harmful at that point I'm not sure No, I think it's good. It's one of the reasons I wanted us to talk about this again, because my examples were just short-lived. But Amy brings up a really valid point. Is the ghosting more horrific if there's been five, six months of a relationship? You're taking someone to a wedding, bringing them home to meet your family. And yeah, I would agree. That's, That's another level of ghosting that perhaps I wasn't thinking about so much when I was addressing the topic. I was thinking more about someone who's just had a couple dates and then infuriated and I get it you're infuriated but that takes it to another level do we have any idea whether it's more likely that men ghost women I was thinking that Mm -hmm. or versus women versus men or and how do they respond to it differently I feel like maybe a guy would take that as a um, opportunity to keep pursuing a little bit harder as a challenge perhaps Mm. I don't know I don't know well there are some again you you go into this territory and then you get into the stereotypical kind of notions about gender Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of researchers out there and experts who talk about men like to pursue so to your point amy maybe creating a little distance maybe not a full-on ghosting but Mm -hmm. allowing a little distance might allow a man to have that space to get excited about, wait, this is now a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to... I don't know, though. I've got some buddies that have been ghosted, and it has never worked out. So I, I think that, I mean, people ghost for a reason. You know, they are just not into you. And so, I mean, as pathetic as I think it is, you know, to do that to somebody, you know, I think it's, I think it's tough to come back from. That's a tough recovery. Wait, so you're saying they've been ghosted, your buddies have been ghosted, and then they thought, oh, wait... Wait, she's just playing hard to get, or she's just, you know, she's a challenge now, and then they pursued even harder, and they were denied. Denied. (laughs) Denied. (laughs) All right, well, it's good. That's why we have you here, for the male perspective. So the love and life hack for this week is, if you're ghosted, let it go. Yeah, team? I think so. Yeah? Move on. Move on. I think that's best, regardless of whether it was a good decision or not on the other party's behalf. You can just do your thing and move on and know that you're better off for it. Yeah, we know they made a stupid decision to let you go, obviously, but do you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? And that's what ghosting means ultimately, right? Because no one ghosts someone that they're actually so into and envision a future with. At least in my opinion. No, for sure. And can yeah. you, can we see it as a blessing in disguise? Mm-hmm. Even though, like you said, Amy, it's so... And, and your example was so great because five, six months, that's a different ball game. But still, if they don't want to be with you, 
can we see this as a blessing in disguise? You dodged a bullet because now they're in a different direction and you are freed up to meet someone who would never let you go. So thanks, team. Thank you to Dan for the male perspective, as always. You are welcome, darling. And thanks, Amy, for the millennial perspective. Thanks for letting me join. All right. Dr. Karen Love in Life is produced by Karen Anderson Abril and Michelle Musso. Executive producer, Chip Gregory. Booking assistant by Christine Infanger. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, make it a great week. Thank you.